Hey, this is Lexi Godlewski, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Building My Empire. In this episode, I'm excited to introduce a new series that's been on my mind for a while. It's called Transforming Together. In this series, I sit down with some of my best friends, and we have some real life, real time, real authentic conversations about what it takes to pursue our dreams, create lives we love, and build businesses from scratch. In this episode in particular, you will see it's divided into two parts. In part one, we focus on the soul piece of things, where Emily and I talk about our lessons learned, our failures, our ups and downs from traveling the world together. Then in part two, we dive into the, into the entrepreneur piece of things where we talk about startup life and going from corporate life to growing your own business. I had so much fun with Emily recording both of these parts and she is just a blast to have on as a guest. So I hope you have as much fun listening to it as we did recording it and enjoy. In 2017, I quit my unfulfilling nine to five to lead with my soul first, transform my life and build my dream business from the ground up. Since then, I've been on a mission to experience all that life has to offer and help others do the same. But here's the big question. How do soulpreneurs like us, you know, the ones who have big dreams but are starting from scratch, how do we change our lives, make the impact we crave, and build a successful business with soul and strategy? That's the question, and this show gives you the answers. Hey, I'm Lexi Godlewski, and welcome to Building My Empire, a journey of transformation. Dreams can be a reality, and reality can be a dream. Where'd you come up with that one? That's awesome. My own brain. Drop the it, mic. Like, and wait, I feel again. like... Say it again. Hold on. <laughs> we got to rewind. <laughs> tune in. Tune in. Tap in. Dreams can be a reality, which we sort of just talked about. That was a dream of ours. We made it a reality. But you... But and you should make your reality a dream. So how did we learn... And taking all this perspective that from that to make the reality that we live in on a day-to-day also a dream. So the way you made your dream a reality, your reality has now become a dream to you. I love that. Right? You can you can go to the ocean and you can live this full mm-hmm. life and, you know, eat all of this beautiful, colorful, delicious fruit. And, right, you can feel the sun on your skin. And my reality is my dream, which is I have a home that I'm comfortable in and I have a garden in the backyard and I'm close to my family. And that's my dream. And I made my reality that way. I love that. You can have both. I love it. That's amazing. So I, I love that you mentioned that because it's funny, back in the day when we were little early 20-somethings, um, I remember you also telling me how you dreamed about the lifestyle of being able to be this really cool corporate girly who traveled mm-hmm. all over and who did all the big things and achieved and like climbed the corporate ladder and did all those things. And also like you've done that as well, which is really cool. So what has that been like, like turning that career dream into reality and especially in like a startup environment? How has yeah. that been for you? It's been a freaking whirlwind, but it's been really fun, right? And it was actually one of those like, make sure you know what you're asking for when you wish for it, because, you know, it'll when it comes true and um, it'll be really amazing and it'll be a lot and it and it has been so. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a position with a, um, at the time, a startup company. And um, it was in sort of its like 
teenage years of startup and had a you know a few hundred employees and um, got in at a really good level and worked my behind off and just pulled really late hours and raised my hand for every project and built really great relationships and definitely sacrificed a lot in my personal life and my um, personal relationships. And it was, I was so excited though and so passionate and I was sort of just in that flow of work and I just loved it. Um, and now four and a half years later, it's turned into a public company and it's, you know, now in its teenage years of being a public company and trying to figure out how to mature and make things more efficient. And it's a totally sort of different beast, but it's allowed me to see this really interesting path of how a business grows, right, at a very large scale, but how a business grows and the challenges it goes through and the shifts it makes. And you can see where priorities fall different. And um, it's allowed me to do a lot of really great things like travel the world. Um, I've been to Europe, to India, to Taiwan. Um, about to go back to India, I think, in a couple of months. So Lex, let me know if you want to come. Um oh, I definitely Yeah. So um it's allowed me to do all of that and sort of all of the if I think about all the different compilations of vision boards and journal entries and conversations I had had, I think I had one of those reflective moments at some point that was like holy shit, I did it. Like, yeah. this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to be like answering emails from a flight across seas in first class. And then I blinked and I was there. And then I wanted to like run a team and be running this offsite where all these really great ideas are coming forth and we're doing this whole team bonding. And then I'm like, wait a second, I'm doing that, right? So um, worked really hard, but got there and I'm still there. And I think it's so cool to hear too, like, your dreams and because mm. I feel like on especially on the podcast like I'm always talking about the dreams that I turned into reality blah 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 and it's always so cool to hear other perspectives too of what your dreams were because mm. that might be someone else's dreams too like maybe they don't want to start their own business but they want to get in on an early startup you know and help yeah. grow that and help you know like you hop on the flights answer the emails while you're in first class do all the things and so I love hearing that too of like what your dreams were. And and we always talked about that too. Anytime you came out to Hawaii, because I remember the last time you came out, I no, it was the time before that. First time you came out, you're talking about how you're just like ready for a shift in your life and you want to do more like DIY projects and you'd love mm -hmm. to have a house that you could flip and do all this stuff. And it's like, cool, because you're living in the house now that you flipped, you know, like yeah. you're doing it. And so it's always just so awesome to hear about what your dreams are as well and to watch from my perspective, them come into reality. Um, because I think that that's where you and I are very similar of like, we, we do have big dreams and they might be different, but we know that if we stick to it and really just like, like work hard towards them and stay true yeah. to what we want, like we will turn them into reality. So it's been so cool just as a friend to watch you really do those things. And I remember you like texting me once like, hey, I'm I'm flying over Hawaii right now, like on my way to <laughs> Taiwan or India, wherever you're headed yeah. to. And so it was so cool just to like watch from my perspective as you turn those dreams into reality, you know? Yeah. I think it's also important for people to hear that you can have really great success in phases because mm -hmm. as you know, right on my most recent trip to Hawaii, um, I think we have to name them something like some form of retreat because I always feel like I go there in some like life altering moment and then I spend a week with you and you like 
unwrap my brain and I come home and like conquer something different. So truly, I feel <laughs> like, like that happens every like single time. Change my life. <laughs> yeah, literally. I, I think, think it's that's okay my to... toxic trait, to be honest with you. I've come to learn <laughs> that like if anyone has a conversation with me, I was laughing about this. Um, when they walk away, they're like, are in the mindset of like, all right, I'm going to change this thing or I'm going to start doing this or I'm going to leave that or whatever. So I've, I've come to learn that that's my toxic trait. If you come and talk to me, there's going to be some sort of like fundamental shift in your yeah. life yeah it's it's actually I can I can uh yeah I can confirm that <laughs> All um, right, sorry to interrupt keep going no no you're good I think that I think that the there's phases that you go through in in your life because when I think back to 20 something year old Emily who was like I want to live this girl boss lifestyle and I want to like sort of have tunnel vision and take out all the distractions and I just want to like build a career to feel really financially stable and to make a name for myself and move up in an org and have a team and I did that right and now reflecting a few years in I'm starting to really think is that really is that really what I want that's what I wanted at the time because I wanted to learn I wanted to build a foundation I wanted to set myself up for success but a few years in right as you can probably hear talking from what we did in Italy like what really matters like what are my intentions here and they may be shifting and I think that's also okay with people who think about their business or starting something new like it doesn't have to be a full lifetime plan and a business that you run until you're done right but I should say until you're like until the end of time, right? But you run it till it feels and you you be passionate about something until it doesn't feel like the right thing. And then you figure out, go to someone like Lexi, spend four days in Hawaii with Lexi and you'll figure out the next step, right? But you can come out of that and say like, what is, what actually really matters to me right now? Like I'm at a different stage of life where I want to think about a family and I want to think about not being on a plane all the time. And I want to think about making sure I'm home at 5 p.m. for dinner, like those are things that are important to me. So what do I need to do a little bit different? Maybe I don't care about the reputation and this and that. And I really just want to make sure that like I build skills, like I can grow a garden and I, you know, have enough funds to take care of myself and, you know, my family and we have a great place to live and we're in a great neighborhood close to family. Like that's not what's important to me. And that's okay. And I think I struggled with that a lot, moving from living in the city, living this girl boss lifestyle to literally owning a home in the burbs nowhere near the city, in a different state, back close to all of my family. It was very different. And I struggled with it. And there were a number of times, truly, I had a text drafted to my realtor to say, figure out how to get the house gone. I don't want to deal with it. I just want to go back to my like 500 square foot apartment because I'm done. Right. So I think it's also okay to put yourself in positions. Again, take the risk, maybe not like buy a house and do all of that, like on a super like impulsive basis, but like Take a risk if your gut feels it in a certain way. Do it and know that it doesn't have to be forever, mm-hmm. but it can be for a phase. And that phase can be five years, 10 years, 20 years, one year, but mm-hmm. follow your gut. You know, first of all, I love that. Second of all, I just heard Gary V say this and it's stuck with me ever since where he was like, your 20s are for taking the risk mm-hmm. and going for it and like tasting all the things. And then your 30s are for the refinement. So it's like, Mm. okay, now that you've tasted all the things, what is it that you actually want? And how do we like essentially refine that recipe, you know, to really dial it in? And that I really feel it to my core being 29. I'm going to be 30 this year. Like, I feel like my 20s were very much so the taste test of like, let's take the risk and let's try all the things, which I am honestly incredibly happy that I did. And granted, I took a lot of 
risks, you know, everything from going and spending a month in Italy, leaving my job to start a business, up and moving to Hawaii, like doing all these things. I'm so happy I did that because now that my 30s are coming, I'm like, okay, cool. Now I can really dial in on those things that are a priority for me, like you were saying. Totally. And and see, you know, where are the areas that I really want to like zone in now? And what are the other things that I like taste test and I'm good and I'm like ready to leave, you know, in the past or in my 20s. Do you also feel yourself, um, and I'm going to sound really corporate when I say this, but do you find yourself like thinking more sustainable in the sense of being able to implement something that you know is going to last or you're going to be able to um, upkeep or maintain? Yeah. I think so. But I I also think I have much bigger perspective now that like things Mm. take time as well. And so if you so let's take your gardening, for example, right? Like if you plant a seed for a tomato plant, you can't go the next day and expect a tomato to be ready to pick. Like that's just not how nature works. You have to plant the seed and then continue to tend to the garden, watering it every day, giving it sunlight and trusting that if you keep taking those actions that eventually one day there will be a tomato and you can Mm -hmm. pick it and you can eat it. And I think that with, with more life that I've lived, I've come to understand that is that things are going to take time. So those things that I do want to be sustainable with, like if I keep doing those things, it'll eventually bear the fruit that I want it to bear versus in the past, especially being very achievement oriented and a high achiever. I wanted to like achieve everything like that year, you know, and get there like immediately. And I I didn't fully grasp that. That's awesome. Like protect that flame that you have and protect that drive that you have, but like slow it down. Like you got time Mm -hmm. and just continue to keep like watering those seeds and trust that if you keep doing that, like eventually it'll bear fruit. And then when you do, like, there's going to always be to your point, that next thing that you want to go achieve or do or be or have or whatever it is. And so I definitely am looking at life now in a more sustainable way, for sure, in a way of like, what are my actual priorities, especially being all the way out in Hawaii and my family being in New York. That's Mm -hmm. been a huge question on my mind, Um, as well as like, what are those little things every day? And how can I maximize each of those little moments every day to like help me get to where I want to go versus trying to just like run the sprint to get there in a shorter time span? Totally. And I think I love the gardening analogy because it hits close to my heart and I truly understand Mm -hmm. it. Also, when you fly to Italy for the month of September and August when it's peak tomato season and you don't eat one tomato off of your plant that you work so hard for all summer. Um, But I do have noted that and learned that for next. Yeah, (laughs) I will not be traveling in the months of August and September anymore. Um, When you think about too, like going through an experience like that, if I use the garden analogy, like you learned from it, you got your hands in it, you had failures because half the plants you planted didn't take off. The reward of that one tomato is like so much that juicier. One cucumber is so good, right? Like we would have cucumbers in the fridge and I'd be like, we have to eat another cucumber. They're going to go bad. Meanwhile, now there's always a mushy cucumber from the grocery store at the bottom. Like you just appreciate things differently, right? So I mm-hmm. think just that like sustainability of not just trying to do something to have an abundance of tomatoes, but learning how to grow it and start from scratch if you have to and fail and try something new and try new minerals that you put in the soil and water on a different schedule and turn it to a light in a different way. Like I got real scientific with my tomatoes. And also like not doing it just to show other people that you did it. 
Totally. You know, like you're doing it again. I'm just we're just gonna go all in on this garden analogy, okay? Love it. But like you're doing it because, and this is true for you. Like you personally love it. Like you love yeah. being out there, growing it, doing it, and it's like you're doing that for the love, for the curiosity, for the interest, for the can I actually do this? You know, and not for taking an Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. video and showing everyone, look how cool my tomatoes are. Blah 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 blah. You know, but you're doing it for the reason of like your own curiosity, your own interest and your own passion, which I think is a huge differentiator as well. Like, are you doing things because you actually want to do it or because you think you have to do it or because you're trying to show off to other people what you're doing? You know, how do you uh, I'm going to put it on the spot here and you can say "Eh, next question. How do you how could you use an analogy like that to help people through thinking about their business? Because I think what you do so much, like how you think about um, leading with that intention, learning, trying, failing, trying different things, speaking about the true reason about why you're doing this and what you want to do with that sort of end product. How do you, because I mean, you've talked to me about how you lead with soul and the behind the scenes of your business and so forth. And I think, I don't know, I see the correlation there, but. I think for me, and tell me if this is like, if this is on the path or off the path of like what you're looking for. But I think for me, there's a lot of things. Number one is that so many people are afraid to actually take the leap or turn those dreams into reality because they're afraid of what other people are going to think of them if they, you know, go start a garden and nothing actually Mm. blossoms or blooms or whatever, if it doesn't actually bear fruit. So many people are afraid of starting the podcast because what are other people going to think? They're afraid of posting on social because I don't want to look cringe. They're they're afraid of like going for and doing their dreams. When truth is I got, and I was like that when I first started too, like I can totally resonate with that. But I got to the point where I was like, if someone else is not in the ring with me, meaning if they also are not there with their sleeves rolled up, with their hands in the dirt, like trying to turn a dream into reality, I do not care what they have to say because it's much easier to criticize and talk when you are in the the stands and watching the game versus when you're actually on the field and you're you've got mud on your face, you're sweating, you know, you're you're in it and you're going for it. And so for me, I think it's learning how to be very intentional about who you're going to for advice and for support and Like if people are just sitting and watching and not Mm. actually in it with me, like I don't I don't care what your two cents is because it's much easier. It's much easier for me to watch, you know, professionals go play soccer and be like, oh, they should have passed the ball here or done that there versus actually being on the field, you know, and and doing it myself. Yeah. Love that. Is that like what you're looking for? Yeah. My analogy was like the garden is the business. Business is the garden. So what do you mean? Say repeat the question. I think you answered I think you answered it. Like like how do you use that analogy to someone that's like thinking about starting their own thing and this this idea of what are they in it for? Are they in it just for the Instagram okay, okay, and okay. the social media? Wait, are they in well, it for the tomato at the end? They're in it for the dead plants. They're in it for the starting the seeds. They're in, they're it, in it for the for the love of the growth and for the love of the process. You know what for I mean? The love like, of the tomatoes, really. For the, for the love of, actually, it's for the love of the pizza and love of the pasta. <laughs> this whole actually, podcast, Emily. that's what it's called. <laughs> tomatoes are where it all started. 
Next, you'll also be growing the grapes for the oh, goodness. all the things. I'm going to leave oh, the question oh. asking to you, but I think you hit it. I think that's what. Well, here's what I'm curious about, because I'm going to switch gears a little bit now. You're interested in starting your own business. Mm-hmm. So let's stick with the garden analogy and let's put it into perspective in terms of like you starting your own business. Yeah. Like why, why, why would, why would you, why do you want to get your hands mm. in the dirt and like go for it and turn that dream into reality? Like what's, just, I think, what's the why for you, you know? Yeah. I think the why, and there's, I think there's a, a what, a how, a why, right. And the, what I think has is a word cloud at this moment of like the sort of things that I think about, but I haven't narrowed it down into a specific idea, but the why is I spend 10 hours a day sitting in this chair with this screen glowing in my face, working and building for somebody else, right? And I genuinely love what I do and I love the people that I work with, um, but it's not my, it's not my thing, right? At the end of the day, I'm like, when it comes my time to retire, am I just going to sign out of my email and that's it? Like, that's it. So I just think that when I wake up in the morning, how do I want to spend a third of my day, really half of my awake day? How do I want to spend that? What's really important to me? What do I find myself thinking about? What do I find myself just getting like so jazzed and in that state of flow with when I think about or when I talk about or when I'm just looking up random things online, right? There's certain things that I get really passionate about. So I try to, trying to figure out how to put those things together and say, what what kind of business could that lead to? And I don't know, maybe it's right now, it's a podcast or it's a blog or it's a social media page that's somewhat educational and inspirational and who knows what it is, right? Um, I think that's my why is like, what's the mark and what's the impact and how can I share with people what's in my heart and what's in my brain and what's in my soul? I think your heart and brain combine in your soul a little bit. Um, and... I don't know how to do that. And I haven't figured it out, but that's that's my why. And I think to to close out the garden analogy is like mm. always starting with what that why is, especially before you start with the what or the how. Because yeah. if you have that why for the garden analogy, if your why to start a garden is like you want to be able to say that you grew your own food when you go and make dinner and like you you have that pride when you put that down on the dinner table, you know, if your why is strong enough, then the times that you are literally in the dirt and your hands are dirty, you're sweating in the times that you plant things and then an animal comes and eats them off of your plant in the times that you try to grow something and it doesn't work, it dies. If you have a strong enough why you're going to keep returning to that garden and keep Mm. trying again until you get to where you want to be, because that why is loud enough and that why is strong enough. And so no matter what it is, and like this is my kind of call to action for all the listeners, no matter what it is you want to do, like the why has to be strong enough. And if it is, you'll find a way to do it. Like, I think that's how you and I truthfully got to spend a month in Italy was because our why was strong enough of like, when else are we ever going to do this again? we have the opportunity to like, we like, this is awesome. Like, let's go do it. We can. And so because our why was strong enough, like to your point, Mm -hmm. you did not have the, the approval from work. (laughs) I actually had a, I had a flat out no from work. 
like there were there were obstacles in yeah. the way of us going and yet our why was strong enough that we found our way through it so my number one piece of advice for that is like get super dialed in on what your why is because truth is like I've been in this now for six years and I still look back on them like mind blown I'm like how have I you know how have I stayed afloat for six years and it's it's because of my why. Like my why is just so strong in that I very much so resonate with you of at and I even take it past retirement. I take it all the way to the end of my life. Like mm. my number one fear is fear of regret. Like fear that I will not have fully gone for it in my life. And so anytime I have that inspiration of like, should I do that thing? For example, should we go spend a month in Italy? I was like, if I don't do this thing. I'm going to regret it at the end of my life. And so that's how I knew that like I needed to go and and do that with you and we made it happen. And so for me it's like I just I am more afraid of regret than I am of actually going and doing the thing that I'm afraid of. Mm. And that's for me is like my driver at the end of the day. I want to know that I like lived it fully and that I have put everything I had out on the table and like went for it. I love that. What's your why? Have you shared that on your podcast, what your why is? I mean, a variety of things. I think my why is, number one, regret. I don't want to regret things Mm -hmm. at the end of my life for sure. Um, Number two, I want to see just what is really possible, especially when you lead with your heart first. That sounds so cliche for anyone who's like, been listening to my podcast or listening to my stuff for a while, but it's so true. Like, I want to, I think that I think that our brains have been really good at protecting us and helping us survive in all the years that humans have been around, Um, but they're not good at keeping us happy or helping us see the possibilities of what's out there. And so for me, a big driver of my why is like, I want to see what's what's actually like possible if I like put my mind to it and, and go for it. What is actually possible for me, especially in the time in the era that we live in where we have so much opportunity at our fingertips where we have the ability to go work from wherever we have the ability to like have this call on complete separate sides of the country, like across an ocean, across an entire country. We're able to have these calls in real time. We're able to post a video on social media that could go viral and reach millions in minutes. Like it's Mm -hmm. mind blowing to me how much opportunity we have at our fingertips. And for me, I'm just very driven by if I let that go to waste, I'm going to regret that for sure. Because I even think back to my mom and my grandmother, there was no way they would be able to do the things that I have done. There was no way they would be able to go spend a month in Italy. There's no way they'd be able to go and up and move to Hawaii because just the infrastructure of things weren't there. They didn't have the technology that we have today. They didn't have the ability to work remote or, you know, hop on an airplane as quickly and easily as we can today or do all these things. And so for me, I'm very driven by acknowledging that and appreciating the opportunities that we have and then also um very uh, I'm very driven to like a big part of my why is my family to be honest with you like I want to I feel like my parents have just you know we grew up very middle class we didn't grow up with anything you know fancy or extra or anything like that but my parents like did everything they could to help me and support my dreams and like there were times even my travel bug started when I was in high school, to be honest with you. And my, I think it was my junior year of high school, my junior, senior year, there's this opportunity to go to France and Spain if you were a French or a Spanish student. And I begged my parents 
to go. I was like, I need to go on this trip. Like, please, 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 please. And my parents found a way to just like make it work, you know, and to help me pay for the trip and do all the things. And so there's a lot of examples like that where my my parents like and my family, I just love them so much. And I want to be able to just give back to them and give them a whole different type of lifestyle. So that for me, too, is like a big driver for why I do what I do. So in it, it's a I lot, love that. But no, I love that. Go. That was good. That was really good. So I know that you had questions when it comes to like business. Where do you even want it? What What's like the first question on your mind? Like if you I know you want to start your own business and you're trying to like figure out where to even begin. Yeah. What's the What's the biggest question you have or what's like the starting place? I think there's two questions that I go back and forth with and one is maybe more thought provoking and then one is a bit more tactical. And mm-hmm. I think the the one in at the forefront of my mind that I keep thinking about is um is this just a hobby that I'm trying to turn into a business or is this just a passion project that I want to turn into a business or is this something that could truly that I could truly do every day? Great right. And I think and I think that's one that I bounce back and forward with. I feel I probably read somewhere one time that somebody took a hobby and tried to turn it into a business and they ended up hating it because it brought them joy. And now it was like a responsibility that they had to build and do. And because my idea isn't super clear, it's not like, hey, I'm growing tomatoes and I want to sell them. Right. Like it's not that clear to me. It's it's not I, I don't know what it is yet. Right. Like I said, it could be a number of things. And could start off really small and the next step will present itself when it's the right time and maybe um which sort of leads me to my more tactical question of like where the heck do I begin like just cuz I have this idea does that mean that I could just like start something or like is there a spot I should start or should I say within 6 months I should be here and within 12 months I should be here and I should draft a business plan to make sure that this is like financially smart and I have a backup plan. Should I quit my job and just dive into this full time? Or should I do this as like an after work hobby on the weekends? Right. And then I'm like, you know what? This is too much. I'm going to go scroll TikTok for two hours. And that's yes. genuinely what I do. Right. Like, I'm yep. going to be really yep. real. Yep. That's exactly what I do because I'm like, screw it. I I'm can't do it. And then yeah. I lo- then I go on to TikTok and I watch these videos of other people who have started these amazing businesses and live these amazing lives. And I'm like, what the heck? You make it look so easy. You just did it in a 15 second reel. You just grew a million dollar business in 15 seconds. <laughs> and I can't figure out if, you know, if this is just a hobby or this is something that I want to turn into a business. And how do I even go about doing that? Yeah. Okay. So. so so much goodness there. I think number one is always coming back. I mean, obviously, this is what I live, this is what I breathe, this is what I preach, is coming back to that soul piece first of having Mm. your own self-awareness. And like you are really good at that already of having the self-awareness to be able to be aware of what are the things that you really do enjoy doing and what are the things that you hate doing. Like personally for me, I know I hate doing like the legal side of business, the finance side of business, like, but I love being a people person. I love connecting. You know, I love the marketing of it. I love the connection with people, the coaching of it, being in the business, you know, those types of things. And so I've come to learn, okay, 
I've hired a legal team to do my legal stuff for me. I've hired a guy who does my taxes for me and does all the stuff that I don't want to do. So first of all, having that self-awareness of understanding mm-hmm. what is it that you really do enjoy doing and what what do you not so much enjoy doing and trusting that you can find people who will help you that like, I think one of the things for me, because I started from a place of literally starting from scratch and start starting without much money. Like I had $3,000 <laughs> to be able to like fund my business yeah. with, you know, because of that, I very much so took on the mindset that I have to do everything myself. And that's like really how I started my business, which truth is I didn't, I found ways to get creative and barter with people, barter services. I took on interns. I still take on interns to help me with my marketing, do all these things. And so having the self-awareness of understanding what is it, what's your like zone of genius? What do you love to do? What, what, what spot in the business are you most effective in? Also the understanding, what don't you love to do? What can you offload to other people? How can you build a team around that is huge and always trusting your intuition too. Cause just like you said, how your intuition will guide you and you can turn that dream into reality, but then also trusting once you turn that dream into reality, like it'll guide you again. And maybe it'll say, mm-hmm. okay, we do things a little bit differently this time, or let's take this path instead. I think a lot of times when people are about to take a leap, especially starting their own business or up and moving or whatever it is, they want the full game plan of how it's going to map out. And truth is we are never given the full game plan, but we are always given just the next step of what to do. And so trusting in what that next step is will be how you are shown the full game plan, but you can only see the full game plan by actually like looking back. You know what I mean? Like if you were told when you were just getting into the workplace that you would be leading all of these people and traveling around the world and, you know, leading these um, team building things and whatever, you'd probably be like, oh my God, that's way too much. Like, how am I going to do it? Am I qualified enough? Can I do it? But instead you were just shown each step. And as you took each step, you were shown the next and next and next. Um, So trusting that too, when it comes to your own business, like you don't have to have the full game plan right now, just Mm. take whatever the next step is. And when you take that, I'll show you the next, next, next. Other thing that I want you to take note of, and I kind of want to do something if we, uh, can go back and like count how many shoulds you just said in explaining your question. <laughs> you were like, should I do this or should I do that? Or should I make it a hobby or should I turn a business yeah. or should I do this or should, 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 should. So what I tell people all the time is like, stop shooting on yourself. Like, first of all, <laughs> just like catch how many times you say should. And instead of thinking again, like when you're saying should, you're up here in your head we have to switch that and instead start with the soul piece first. And so trusting that you always have that answer within you. And if you're hearing should a lot, that's because you're like living in your head and we have to move you back down to your heart. Cause like, if I were to ask you right now, what's your heart telling you in terms of just one next step to take? Like, what would that be? If you were to just take one step forward towards this? Um, because I feel so passionately about the words and the themes and the ideas and the lifestyle, I feel like it would need to be just like a brain dump vision board of all of these things that are coming to mind to just try to create that clear vision. Perfect. So literally don't even worry about anything else yet. Just go do that first and like give it a deadline, say, you know, by next Monday or whatever it is. And just focus on that thing first. And then once you do that, the next step will be made clear. Like one of the things that I fully believe that I want to 
teach more and like make more content around in 2024 is that everyone already like we each have the answers inside of us already but we've become so unconditioned to listen to it and instead be in our heads or look outside of us for the answers or go to TikTok, you know, or go to these like experts, whatever, which can be helpful. Yes, of course. But also trust that like you have that nudge, you have that answer inside you already. It's just a matter of like, are you tuning in and listening and accepting it or not? So trusting in, you know, what that answer is inside of you too. You make that seem so simple. (laughs) and like I love it I love it I was actually in um I'm actually in a coaching program at the moment cool learning how to coach and whatnot and um I uh, we learned this we had this whole sort of skills-based discussion and practice round today about creating these options and just continuing to dig in to learn about this and that and I feel like you just did that so incredibly simply. Oh. <laughs> so you're clearly a master at what you do because it took me wow, about thank you. 30 minutes to get down to one bit. But yeah, but also I'll be I, there think, one day. I think the other thing that people don't realize is I started my first coaching program when I was what, 22, 23 years old. Like, and I mm. honestly, even before that, I started coaching people from the dining hall when we were seniors in college. Like I started when I was, what was I, 21 or 22 years old at that point. And I took my first official like coaching course when I was 23 and I was awful at it. Like I was what so were you coaching? I... What was your first coaching session on? Do you remember? Yeah. I or like one friend. of the first ones. I mean, this was in college. I'm going to yeah. mark that as my fo- first coaching session. I coached our friend Kira. She was my very first coaching client. And no I, I asked her, yeah, because she was one of my roommates at the time. And I asked her, I'm like, I just like I was doing an internship at the time. And one of the women who worked there, Tammy, I also have a podcast recorded with her is I um I remember back in the day I was a senior in college and I was doing this internship where I was doing marketing for this consulting firm and one of the consultants who worked there Tammy her job seemed really cool like she was traveling all the time she's on these phone calls doing all this cool work and so I mustered up just enough courage like I was I was a nervous Nelly back in the day and I mustered up just enough courage to be like hey can we like grab drinks after work one day I just want to ask you more about what you do this seems really cool to me, whatever. She said, yes, we got drinks after work one day. And she told me how she worked as a consultant for this company, but then also ran her own life coaching business on the side. So essentially her and I created this barter where I helped her with her marketing for her coaching business. And in return, she coached me and taught me how to coach. So then from there, I then asked Kira, who's one of my roommates, I was like, hey, I'm trying to like learn life coaching can I just coach you just to like start practicing? And she was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we'd meet in the dining hall during lunch and I started coaching her. And I literally have like amazing. The, the picture of my very first day, me holding up my little notebook of like notes with Kira that um, I started coaching her and then started my coaching program when I was 23. And I was so bad at it. Like I was a really bad coach when I first started. And I just kept like, I remember when I first actually started coaching people and like charging for it, I would cringe because I was like, I'm such a bad coach. Like, what are we going to talk about? What, like, what? Blah, 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 you weren't you know? bad. You just weren't an expert yet. Right. That's all. Exactly. That's all. You weren't bad. You just weren't an expert yet. I was not great, though. I will say, <laughs> I will say that <laughs> it was not the best. Um, but then it really just came from continuing to just show up and like refine the skills. Yeah. And after doing that of for six years, like, 
here we are so I can get to the heart of things a little bit better. And I think that just shows the power of continuing to just like stick with it and stay true to it. And like even through the moments where you feel cringy or you feel like, ah, I'm not good at this, like continue to just show up and stay in the room and trust the process and watch yeah. what happens when you do, you know? Totally. I think too, the the thought of like, I don't know how to build a website. I don't know how to create a marketing funnel. I didn't even know what a marketing funnel was till I heard Lexi talk about it. And I started Googling it being like, literally, what is a marketing funnel? And But I have no <laughs> idea how to build one or do any of that. I have no idea how to get these licenses to sell goods and taxing. I have zero idea how to do any of that. So the thought of like, I just have this little idea that's maybe a hobby or a thought or a hope or an inkling, whatever you want to call it. I have no idea how to like monetize that and share it with the world. But I have to figure out, I think, first how to talk about that idea and that feeling because I'm not clearly able to like iterate that yet. So how do I how do I get out the, this idea that I feel and this sense that I feel and these concepts that I'm thinking about to something that can turn into something? And I think that's maybe where some of the work has to be done first before. I think also understanding that you don't have to know the how of how to do everything, mm. you know? But also one of the big things that really helped me, and this comes from Marie Forleo, is I once heard it from her on a podcast and it stuck with me ever since that everything is figure outable. Like we are blessed to live in a day and age where we have Google and we have TikTok and we have YouTube and we have all these yeah. things that we can just go and literally search like how to build a website and then it'll teach you, you know, just as an example. Mm. But that is one of the main drivers of when I quit my nine to five, start my own business. I knew two things. I knew that I was miserable at the time and life definitely was not meant to be miserable and that life could be better than that. And I knew that I could figure it out as I went along. And like those were my two drivers in really making that decision. Yeah. And from there, like each time I needed to like learn something, I figured it out and I learned it from someone or I asked someone or whatever. And so trusting in yourself too, that when the time comes, like you will figure it out and if you have yeah. that like you do have that skill for sure and that's I think part of the reason why you've been so successful in your career is you have the ability to be resourceful and solve problems and yeah. figure it out when you don't know the answer yet yeah and that is such a valuable skill and honestly one of the things that has just helped me stay afloat in building a business for six years is the ability to just a lot of times there have been a lot, a lot of times in my business that I have said yes and then figured the rest out later. And I mm -hmm. said yes to a client and I just figured out how to like close the gap, you know, and, and get yeah. them what they needed or whatever. And so having that ability and just being able to trust yourself that you might not know how yet, but like you'll figure it out and like it'll work out when you get there is huge and incredibly valuable. Yeah. How do you think about like safety nets? In terms of do you like think about financial safety nets? safety nets or like everything? Like I just booked this client and I don't necessarily know how I'm going to get them to their end goal, but I'm going to figure it out. Like maybe that's my nervous Nelly or my corporate thought of like I'm given an end goal and I have to figure out how to get there and I build in plan A, Bs and Cs if, you know, that original one doesn't work out. How do you think about that? Or is that a mindset that you sort of have to shift going into an entrepreneurial world? Well, I think it's, I think in an entrepreneurial world, especially when let's 
let's go back to the garden analogy for example when it's I your love own damn tomatoes when it's your own tomatoes that you're growing it's your own garden and say say you've been growing these tomatoes and you keep getting deer in your backyard that are eating the tomatoes right when it's your own thing and it's your own baby you get this extra little kick in you that's like mm, i'm going to figure something out to like stop them from doing that you know i'm going to i'm going to put up bigger fencing or build this or put it in a greenhouse or whatever it is, you know, you like do just have this extra little flame in you. That's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to like, not stop them from me reaching my goal, but also very real to be honest with you. Like, I think I had a lot more, a lot more flexible safety nets in my twenties than Mm. I do now that I'm thinking about my thirties. For example, one of the reasons why I left my job and started my own business when I did was because I was not making a lot of money. And so I knew like, okay, I can go get another job or work part-time gigs or whatever, where I think if I was in a place where I was making a lot more money at that time, then I probably would have been a little bit, oh, wow, I'm talking so fast. A little bit more like, I don't know if I want to leave this. It's comfortable, whatever. And so I think for me, I had a higher tolerance in my 20s for the safety because I didn't care about going and getting another part-time gig. You know, I've worked at, during my entrepreneurial journey, I've worked at coffee shops, smoothie bowl shops, babysitting, like all these little side gigs. And in my 20s, you know, even now I'm not afraid to do that, but I had more patience for that where in my now approaching my 30s, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm like really good at and I want to dial in and go all in on that and like refine it. And maybe not say yes to as many of the projects where it's like, I'll just figure it out as I go, you know, because I know where I can dial in and everything. So it is a bit of an exploration. Um, But I think the bigger thing is trusting that one of the biggest lessons I've learned through this whole thing is trusting that it always works out somehow. Mm. Like it, it always works itself out. And that to me has given me the greatest reassurance is trusting that I'm someone who will um will make it work and we'll find a solution also trusting that even if you can't see the solution yet knowing that you'll figure it out and you'll get there i love that dropping knowledge lex <laughs> i literally took notes i'm gonna frame wait, this i love that hang this in my future office one day wait that would be amazing i love that yeah that's cool so um, does that help at all it does i think i gotta get really clear on the vision board I mean, I should get clear I'm going to get clear truthfully that is a perfect place to start because even when I work with clients vision is the number one piece that we work Mm. on first it's because if you don't know where you want to go you're just going to get lost in all the back streets trying to find your way but if you know like okay I'm starting here and here's where I want to end up at least you can navigate and start to go towards that direction versus walking around in circles because you don't know where you're trying to go you know what I mean? Yeah. So vision, like number one for anyone listening, if you don't know where to start, start with mapping out what that vision is. And that's honestly the first thing I did myself as well as like, I still have my OG notebook where I sat down and I asked myself all these questions of like, what was the life that I actually wanted? You know, where do I want to be working? Where do I want to be living? And I, it's funny now, cause I'll look back on that journal and I'll literally talk about wanting to live by the beach and in warm weather and wanting to drive a Jeep and wanting to like go on all these adventures and travel to Italy and do all these things. And like looking back now, I'm like, whoa, you know, like I'm doing it and it's happening. And so starting from that place is crucial because then it can actually help you navigate 
the the middle point of how to get there you know yeah and i think that vision to the point that you brought up like what's your why i don't think i've actually asked myself that question of like what's my why it's more just like i want somebody to appreciate this thought and this idea that i have but like why why do i want why do i think they would benefit from it yeah knowing like i know the insider scoop on what you want to build and what you want to do and there is like there is a deeper why yeah in there you know and so like if you can come back home to that and like really ground yourself in that and then build from that place that's gonna be huge yeah I'm excited I genuinely get so jazzed and when I start looking at things whether it's like inspo on Pinterest or it's just jamming with a journal and just emptying my brain on things you know you get in that state of flow really easy and that to me is also a indicator of like okay keep doing that keep thinking like that but now I think I'm at the point where I've thought about it enough. And I'm sure there's probably people listening who are in the same boat of like, I've thought about it so much. It's going to drive me crazy if I don't do yeah. it because I'm, am I just going to live with this regret if I don't take the leap and I just try it or right? Like what's the worst thing that's going to happen if I just like take one more step, just one right. more step. What's just the worst thing that will happen? Literally. And that's what I've said to people before too, is like, if I were to tell you to do a hundred pushups right now, that probably seems overwhelming. Like you're like, Lexi, like, uh, no. Yep. But if I told you to just do one pushup, you'd probably be like, okay, I can, I can do one. Like, let's just do one. And then when you realize and you show yourself that you can do one, you're like, okay, let's like try for two and let's try for, and then you see that really instead of a hundred pushups, it's just one pushup a hundred times, you know, you're just doing that yeah. same one thing. And so instead of like trying to figure out the whole game plan, the whole business plan, the whole, how to build a website, how to do everything, like just start with that one pushup, that one next step, just, and I find that like doing the vision part of it is so much fun too. Cause you can just yeah. like, let yourself dream big, you know, and just dream without limits and be like, wow, like, you know, if I could do anything, what, what would I want to create? What would I want to build? And you kind of come home to this like little kid imagination again, which is really neat. Like I want to now, well, it's nine o'clock where I am and I feel like I'm going to need to ignore my inbox for the rest of the night. I'm going to go lay in bed under the covers with my iPad and try to move little pictures around or even just grab my notebook at this point and jot notes in the dark. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Does that help? Definitely helps. I think just um, it really helps to come out of for somebody like me who is wrapped in a corporate mindset and has built the majority of their career in a corporate setting, trying to climb a ladder and impress my bosses and the people around me and build these really high performing things. But I get to be really focused in the niche that I'm in and the department I'm in, but I don't have to worry about all the other things, right? You just, I think my brain has sort of been trained to work in a certain way. We're like super focused on the end goal here. I know I can tap into all these resources when I need to. Um, No matter what, I'm going to get my paycheck every week. No matter what, I'm going to get feedback from one specific person who has very specific expectations of me. Go, right? That's like very safe. So when you come into a space where there's no rules, nobody telling you what to do, (laughs) a bunch of people that, yeah, no guidelines, a bunch of people who can, you know, are not maybe aligned on the same thing that you are, you're like, where the freak do I begin? So I think just, I think facing some of those fears, trying something new, learning something, getting my hands in the soil, not being afraid to lose a couple seedlings, 
have a few rotten tomatoes, but have probably one of the juiciest tomatoes I'll ever have. So, one hundred. I love that one hundred percent. It's beautiful. And you want to know a fun amazing. fact? Yes. I don't even like tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many I grew and how many I gave to my neighbors. And how many you didn't eat because you were so many. I like tomatoes like in sauce and like ketchup, but and salsa, but not like a slice. Okay. Right. But so you love like, a, you love a good pizza though. But I sure do love a good pizza. Also, Maybe let's you do the cheese what? analogy next time. You know what my favorite I was just gonna say, one of my favorite parts that we didn't even talk about was that we both we both brought home cheese from italy and we now have a cheese dealer in italy that gave us her card and she said call me anytime you want more cheese from italy and we will ship it to you and that will shrink wrap it and ship it to your home you know i think we should do a bulk order i think so too i think if anybody's listening here message lex let her know what you need a little gouda (laughs) a little parmigiano reggiano if you venmo me for that (laughs) yeah international shipping is a little steep but a little um i don't even know what she what it was called but it was um italian brie that's what she referred to it as i have no idea what kind of cheese she's like it's like an italian brie hey you know what that one molded real fast that i (laughs) maybe we'll have to do a whole separate podcast episode about this is your negotiation skills with the guys at the market when we would go and like buy clothes at the market you have done a great job at mm. negotiating with them to, yeah to get the price down or you know whatever yeah i don't know if i really had a strategy there other than like build no, our, stra- our strategy give was them a intention. fake name yeah <laughs> we knew what we were going in for because you had we had we, to walk well, we did the set, six we times. also did set like limits of like before we walked up to a stand we'd be like i don't want to pay any more than like x y and z if so we're walking you know yep. we kind of had a we had kind of had a game plan going into it which helped too yeah and you, um i called myself rose and the other guy when he told me his name was jack i told him my name was rose and he was like from the titanic and i said yep i won't pay more than 10 euros for those pants and you know what i got them like so we could have full matching outfits between this year's oh my god 2023 Point oh, fun pants. Yeah, I was thinking about my hat on the wall. Our too. matching hats. Yep. Our Leavables t-shirts. Do you have a Leavable t-shirt? I don't, but I can get one. Okay, you have Shout much easier access Leavables. to that than I do. Yep. Yes. Um, I only eat about seven on the island when I'm there for seven that days. Was the very first thing she got last time she visited. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could literally cry for one of those right now. Um, yeah. So we could be have a twin day next time I, I see. I love you. that. I either I hope it's in person and not over. Oh yeah, it'll be in person. Basically. I'll probably I'll call you in a week and be like, "I'm sick of the cold. I booked a flight. <laughs> like I'm changing my life. in two I'm weeks. Wonderful. I can't take any more time off work, so I will be working <laughs> East Coast hours in Hawaii. But no big deal. People do it though. It's normal over here. People do it. Yeah. Uh, I could do it for a week probably. Yeah. Then but. you'd want to like go to the beach and take some time off. Yeah. Then I would take a nap on the beach and get a terrible <laughs> slumber. Oh wait, I already did that. Check. All right, Check. Emily. First of all, thank you so much. I'm so happy we finally did this. We've literally been talking about this since we were in Italy. So, first of all, thanks for being on the show. I'm so happy we did this. Second of, of all, course. what is your final two cents? It can be about anything, it can be about traveling, life, business, work, whatever you want it to be about. What is your final two cents for our listeners today? 
My final two cents, I think, is the quote that came to my brain that I would probably have to Google to make sure I'm not having any copyright crimes here. But dreams can be a reality and reality can be a dream. So figure out how to make that happen. Amen. And drop the mic. Drop the mic. Arrivederci. Ciao, Andiamo. Bella. Grazie mille. And Emily, if people want to find you at all, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Um, Either LinkedIn. My name is Emily Wadman or on Instagram. I believe it's EK Wadman on Instagram. So perfect. I'll link uh, those in the to- podcast description for you guys as well. Sweet. Sounds good. Would love to chat. Awesome. Thanks, Emily. All right, Lex. See you later. Love you. Hey, Lexi here. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you are ready to jumpstart the process of creating a life in a business you love, go to transformitsoul.com and grab my free audio training. You don't want to miss it. Those are three things I wish I knew when I was first getting started in transforming my life, pursuing my dreams, and starting my business from scratch. So if you want that free audio training, go check it out today at transformwithsoul.com. Catch you next time.